You always have this sense of people leaving when you get up to talk. <laughs> it's a very great uh, privilege to be back in your great church and to be with this uh, such a hospitable staff and uh, good music. And Joe and I are soulmates as much as two overachieving guys can be. You know what they say. They say there's not enough oil, so we better send in the military. They say there's not enough food, so we better cut food stamps so nobody gets any free food. They say there's not enough health care to go around, so we ought to privatize. They say there's not enough education to go around, so we're now we got separate but equal again. They say there's not enough ministry for everybody, so no women. They say there's not enough grace for everybody, so no gays. They say there's not enough infrastructure for everybody, so no immigrants. They say there's not enough truth to go around, so it couldn't be that Muslims have some truth. They say there's a scarcity about everything it produces greed and anxiety, and we see again this week violence. They say that, and so do we. And then right in the middle of that, Mark gives us this narrative about Jesus who came across this crowd in a desert that was hungry and Mark says he had compassion, which means his stomach churned in agitation. And his disciples said, he said to his disciples, why don't you feed them? And they said, are you kidding? And then he took this little bit of bread and fish. And he did the four great verbs of our faith. He took, he blessed, he broke, he gave. That's what he did. He took, he blessed, he broke, he gave. And he fed 5,000 people with 12 men, without counting women and children that were fed. And there were 12 baskets of bread left over. And you get this image of incredible abundance. So there is this story of incredible abundance that Jesus keeps performing in the midst of their telling us there's a scarcity of everything. So we are situated right between this narrative of abundance and these voices of scarcity. And when you get both of those, it puts us into crisis. Don't you feel it like I feel it, that I want to be generous, but you know, maybe I'll run out. I want to share, but I don't want to get hurt. I want to run risk, but I want to play it safe. So we get busy trying to explain away Jesus' story. Like, you know, what they all did, what liberals say is, well, they just all whipped out their little sandwiches because they were doing a black market in bread and fish. Or the Jesus Seminar simply says it couldn't have happened, forget about that. 
Or if you really find the, read the Bible carefully, you can see it's just a replication of some Elisha miracle that's a fable in the first place. I'd like to get rid of that narrative of abundance and hold on to the narrative of scarcity because it feels more familiar to us. But the truth is that we baptized people. I thought I'd use that word baptism here. <laughs> Not being a Baptist, but baptized. We baptized people have signed on for the story of abundance. We believe that the story of abundance is true. It follows that what they say is a lie. They are lying to us about scarcity because Jesus has come and loaves abound and the world teems with all that we need. I'll tell you one paragraph of the lie. I grew up in a little rural town in Missouri where there was just a very small black population and I learned two things in my little town about black people. First of all, they like to be called by their first name. You would never want to call them one of them Mr. or Mrs. because they would be offended. And secondly, they love to live in unpainted houses. Because in my little town, we thought there wasn't enough honor and regard to go around to call them Mr. and Mrs. And we thought there wasn't enough paint to go around. That's one paragraph in the story of scarcity that we keep telling each other. But those of who are, are baptized are the community that practices abundance after the manner of Jesus. That's what makes Highland Baptist such a strange presence in the city of Louisville because you are the community of abundance having signed on for Jesus' miracles of abundance. And when you practice abundance, what you begin to notice is that the practice of abundance changes the world. It turns out to be welcome without qualification. It turns out to be generosity that gives and gives and gives until it turns into justice with housing policies and medical policies and all kinds of new ways of being a neighborhood. It turns out to be hospitality in which people are welcome that we thought we would never be with. And when you practice hospitality and generosity and forgiveness and justice, what you begin to notice is that the neighborhood changes. And people become neighbors. And it becomes a safe, generative, nurturing place. That's what Highland Baptist is doing. Well, it's a strange story that I get to tell you. And when I think about he took, he blessed, he broke, he gave and had 12 baskets full left over. I, I wonder how he did that. Mark does not tell us. Mark doesn't exhibit any curiosity, but I have curiosity. I wonder how he did that. And then I looked at the text, and I remembered that it said that he had compassion, which in Greek means his stomach churned in upset over the seeing this hunger out in the wilderness place. 
And then I looked at the reading from Ephesians, and I don't know how closely you were listening, but it's about Jesus bringing Jews and Christians together in one community. It's about the uncircumcised and the circumcised learning to trust each other and live together. It's about Jesus bringing people together who thought they didn't belong together. And then I noticed that it says that he brought them near through his blood. And then it says he accomplished this through his flesh. And then it says he formed them into one body. So I took those words blood, flesh, body, and stomach agitation, and what I saw was it's all about bodily engagement and bodily contact and being in the proximity of people and welcoming them and loving them into new life and new joy and new well-being. It is the mystery of our faith that God comes bodied, that God comes fleshed. And the last part of the gospel reading that we had this morning said that when he went out into this other territory, all kinds of people came to him and they began to bring all their sick and all their disabled and all their bipolar and all their anxious and all their immobilized and all their paralyzed and they all reached out because they wanted to touch him. (laughs) And then Mark says, everybody that touched him was healed. It's about touch. It's about the touch of the other who is unlike us. It's about the haves and the have-nots touching each other. It's about the liberals and the Democrats and the Jews and the Gentiles and the straight and the gay. It's about all of the unlike people being brought into contact. And then I thought it's only people with abundance who can do the abundant touch. People who live in scarcity never touch anybody. Or if they touch people, the touch has no healing power. It's only the touch of abundance that heals. So the gospel question I put to you this morning is, who touched you? And who have you touched? And who don't you want to touch? And who are you touching? And where has God put you with your abundance to transform the neighborhood? Will Willimon, the great Methodist bishop who's about to retire, in Alabama. He's doing his bishop's visits and he went to this Methodist church and he went down into the basement where they were running a kitchen for street people and this old man was washing dishes 
And Will's a kind of a chipper guy, and he said to the man, you enjoy what you're doing? And the old man said, I hate it. I hate washing dishes down here because these street people never thank you, and they mess up the church, and when they leave, the church smells dirty. Then the bishop said, well, how come you do it? And the guy said, because Jesus put me here. And then pause. And then the guy said to Will Willman, where'd Jesus put you? It is a question for each of us. We get wrapped into the narrative abundance. And then the question, where is Jesus putting us? Jesus is putting the great Highland Baptist Church in many places, and Jesus has entrusted to this church the touch of abundance. It is promised, and there are more loaves and more loaves and more loaves because it is a gift that never quits giving.